if I can, you know, break out of, you know, my situation and anything that that's abusive, you know, a toxic relationship, if I can do it, we always have choices, which is a beautiful thing. We always have a choice to make in life. And it's a great feeling. Hello, and thank you for joining me here on Hope to Recharge podcast, the podcast that's designed to break the stigma around mental health and to create some hope and inspiration and give some practical tips to those that are struggling with mental health, whether it's from personal stories to break the stigma or some advice from professionals in the mental health community. Whether you are struggling with mental health on your own or you know a loved one that is struggling, we are here to support you and to create a community so you know you are not alone. The road to recovery can be difficult and challenging. At Hope to Recharge, we believe that in mental health, together is always better. I'm your host, Matana. Thank you for joining me here today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp.com, the online platform for therapy. Are you thinking of starting therapy or are you in need of a new therapist? Go to BetterHelp.com and find the therapist that meets your need. You can access them from your phone, from your tablet, from your computer. No matter where you are in the world, no matter what time of day, you can find your therapist that fits your need. BetterHelp is giving us 10% off the first month. They are so affordable. Go check them out. BetterHelp.com forward slash Hope to recharge. That's betterhelp.com forward slash hope to recharge. Gift yourself therapy. Go get yourself wellness. Hello and welcome to Hope to Recharge. Thank you for joining me here today. I have a special guest that her energy is so special and unique. And I have the honor to interview her today on her journey. Angeline Mitchell, I met her online through a completely different platform, a business platform. And she was describing her mission in life. And I said, I want to interview you. I want to hear this great story because it's so empowering. And the transformation was really short compared to the suffering. I was so inspired and I wanted to share her story with the audience and give courage to those that are struggling in a bad relationship or in a bad relationship with themselves and to find hope and to understand that even though it could be horrible right now, horrible, that you feel that there's no way out, there is choices. And her big, big thing, Angelina always talks about the gift of choice, the gift of choice. I love that about her, that she even though when she feels that everything is tied up, she reminds herself there's choice and what is the next step we could take for choice. So thank you for joining me here, Angeline. My pleasure. It's so great to be here. I am so happy that we connected, you know, on social media. That is the power of social media. Yeah. So, yes, I'm really honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having me here as your guest. Yeah. And Angeline is, besides a powerhouse and passion for life and positive energy, she's also really good with social media. I probably have to learn a lot from her. And she did teach me already some stuff. It's amazing. We know each other for so short. And she really showed me so much about the power of just putting yourself out there and asking and understanding and the small changes in life, even with social social media, right? I told you that she she actually did a like a, um, a live training. I'm just going to do this quickly, even though it's nothing to do with mental health, but I think it's so powerful. Angeline did a small online training for how to increase your um, following or something like that. And I, I'm a very bad student when it comes to technology stuff. And I said, you know what, if it's Angeline, I'm going to hop on. I'm going to just, I'm going to join this conversation. What I wrote her afterwards, I said, it's so powerful. And the funny thing is, it's such small changes that need to be done. 
small changes and small changes that makes a huge impact. And I think the same thing is with us in life, with mental health, with relationships, with our journey. Small changes can make a huge impact. Don't focus on the huge changes. Focus on the little small ones that will lead you to the big. Right, Angeline? Exactly. We have to remember that in life. So Angeline, let's give the audience a little bit of a background. You were in sales. Take us down the journey of of your life and how you got to where you got to now and where mental illness came into your relationship. Sure. Absolutely. Again, thank you for having me here, um, Matana. So here's my story, everyone. So I lived and worked in New York City, used to live and work in New York City. And my background is in direct sales in advertising sales. And 10 years ago, I went through, I was in a very dark place. I was in a very, very dark place. And um, I realized, you know, back in 2000, I realized that my now ex-husband had mental health issues. And it reached the point where he struck me Hmm. in the middle of the night. And this was in December of 1999. So he struck me, an argument ensued. I was on my way to, you know, the bathroom and he took me by the neck, but, and he threw me against the wall and I fell, I was bleeding. I ended up with a broken nose and it could have been a lot worse. It was this out of the blue? Just for it's out of the blue, just out of the blue. Was it the first time you saw anger or um, rage or outburst from him? That kind of outburst, yes. Now, when we got married, he didn't tell me about the issues that he was having. He hid them, meaning, you know, I wasn't looking for the signs. That I guess I just wasn't looking or... You know, I didn't. I thought that he was fine. He was he was a successful businessman, earning six figure income, and had all these clients and everything. So I said, "Wow, you know, I'm 24 years old. I'm going to marry this guy, Mm -hmm. right?" Mm-hmm. You know, being that he was a high-powered businessman and working in New York City, but he was hiding something. And I didn't know quite what it was at the time. So we got married in 1989 in May, and we moved from New York City to the Hudson Valley mm-hmm. in um, Rhinebeck, New York. So we were still working in New York. We still had a place in New York, but the signs, I, w- I didn't look for them, but I realized that later on, you know, he was hiding things, meaning they don't tell you right away that you, you know, that you had some sort of a mental illness or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't tell, he, he wasn't upfront with me. He didn't tell me everything that had happened in his childhood. Later on in the marriage, things got worse. Mm. So after that incident happened, it, it was a wake-up call, but not to the point where I left him. Right. So I endured abuse, verbal abuse. It was more verbal abuse than physical abuse. So I endured that for the next eight years. The physical abuse was for eight years? The verbal abuse. Right. So that one time that he struck you was that only time? and That, that was then, the only time, correct. And were you frightened? Like, what? who is this person I'm living with? Like, what's yeah. going on? You know, I had reconstructive dose surgery. And the ironic thing was that he was there for me, meaning he brought me to the emergency room at the hospital. And then, you know, I was, um, they stabilized me and then I went home. And then he took me to the hospital three days later. We met with the surgeon and I had reconstructive nose surgery three days later. 
And no one asked you in the hospital, how did this happen? Because usually social services get involved and like there's abuse. There was nothing like that or you or you were so ashamed of it. You didn't even share it. I was so ashamed of it. I didn't share it. And I was afraid. I was fearful. You were afraid of him, probably afraid of others and afraid of the unknown of the process. So what did you do with the fear? Good question. With the fear, I internalized it. Did you did you pretend for yourself also? Did you want to live in denial because it was easier? At that time, yes. At that particular time, I was in denial. Did right. you have a conversation with your husband? Like, what was that about? And how? what happened to you and him in the conversation about what happened? Um, let me just see if I can recall. I don't, I believe he said he was just having a bad day or something like that. And he apologized. And that was enough for you? At that time, yes. Why? Because I didn't know any better. What does that mean? Like getting getting thrown and hurt is unacceptable on every level. What does that mean that you didn't know better because you felt that that was your worth or no one taught you or you saw abuse at home? Well, in my own childhood, I didn't see abuse at home at all. Mm-hmm. I was raised, you know, prominent Greek family. Um, but I was also... You know, like in the Greek family, the men are dominant, the male mm-hmm. are dominant. Mm-hmm. So it could have been that that was in my mind too. And at that time, I didn't want to rock the boat. I didn't want to, you know, rock the boat at that time. I felt fearful and I felt that it would just go away. Was he a kind person to you in general? Was there anything to hold on to? Was there love? Was there um, romance? Was there care besides the verbal and physical abuse that kept you strong? You know what? That's a good question. I would call it toxic love Mm. because I realized eight years later, nine years later, it started to get worse. What happened was I was working in corporate America and I was working, he had retired from his business. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to stay home. I wanted to go out and work. Mm -hmm. So I went out to work for other companies and I made a proud name for myself. You know, I put myself out there Mm -hmm. and I realized that I, that I had that superpower within me. You know Mm -hmm. how it is. It's just, you realize you have that power within you. And I realized that I could, that I deserve better. Mm -hmm. At that time between, you know, in 2000, I didn't feel that sense of Mm self-worth. I didn't feel that sense of self-worth. So I thought it was okay. And I thought everything would be all right. Wow. And I was in denial for another eight years. Mm. So a wake-up call happened. What happened? So in May of 2010, I woke up with an epiphany and I contacted an attorney who was recommended by a friend of mine because she saw that the abuse that I went through, you know, and she was, she kept telling me, Angeline, you deserve better in life. Mm. You deserve much more. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that I said, you know what, I'm going to take the bull by the horns. So I called my attorney at the time, went to her office in Poughkeepsie, because I used to live in the Rhinebeck, Poughkeepsie mm-hmm. area. We had a conversation and I wrote out a check, a retainer for $5,000 and filed mm-hmm. for divorce. Wait, 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 back up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so you went from an abusive act, physical act, Mm-hmm. to many years of emotional abuse. Where was the conversation about get help, you're not okay, you're me- there's mental illness here, you need help? Was there any of that in your marriage? Or it was just like, there's no conversation about the abuse and we're just going to pretend that the big elephant in the room is not there? 
Was there nothing? Okay, that's a good question. We did have a conversation about it, and he did go for therapy. But we decided to go for therapy separately because I wanted to go because I felt I needed the emotional support. Mm -hmm. So he went for therapy. Mm-hmm. And they, it was the Dutchess County Department of Mental Hygiene mm-hmm. at the time. So he had a counselor. I had a counselor. When he went for counseling, he was put on meds. They had diagnosed him with anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. So they put him on medication. The medication was helping, mm-hmm. but then at the same time, it wasn't because it made, effect. Yeah, it made him more arrogant and it made him more controlling. He had taken because we had you know, shared monies together, mm-hmm. meaning that we had a set. I, I had my own account, but we also had a, a, a joint account. Yeah. And he prevented me from accessing that money. Very controlling. Very controlling, correct. Mm-hmm. correct. And he wasn't taking action. He wasn't taking responsibilities for his actions and for mental illness and for showing up properly. He wasn't doing the work that needed to be done. Exactly. He wasn't showing up, correct. Mm-hmm. You probably had multiple conversations about it. Yes, we in did. therapy, out of therapy, and you you just realized that you're hitting a brick wall with him, and it's not getting better. Correct. Yes, it wasn't getting any better. That's why when I woke up that morning with the epiphany, I just realized this is not going to work out. And it was just one morning. It wasn't planning in your mind for like months. No. Nope. You just said no more. No more. Did your friends that empowered you to do that? Or it was just you? You're like, I'm done. Well, my friends empowered me. I, I had a lot of support from my friends mm-hmm. and from my counselor too. Mm-hmm. But it was me who made that decision. Mm-hmm. I drew the line in the sand. Mm-hmm. And I said, enough is enough. What was that moment like in your that morning of of being empowered to take your life back was there was was there adrenaline of excitement was there fear was there doubt just describe that day for me okay for me it was an adrenaline of excitement meaning i didn't have any doubts the self doubt started to go away mm-hmm. and i realized that i could live on my own were that- you afraid of leaving him no mm, okay no i was not afraid of leaving him no now, in fact, I had a um, order of protection. There's different types of order of protections in New York State. Mm-hmm. So I had what's called a limited order of protection. Mm-hmm. So I went to family services. I had to file the limited order of protection. And then once I filed my divorce papers, I took off. Did I, he I, know that you're filing for divorce? No, he had no idea. He, I, I clearly remember that he had no idea I was filing for divorce. And he was shocked. He was in shock. Did you feel guilty that you weren't able to help somebody that's struggling with mental illness, that you weren't able to um, lead him to wellness so your marriage can succeed? You know what? I didn't feel guilty about it. And I'll tell you why. There's only so much that a spouse can do for another spouse or for a significant other, that person can only save themselves. Yes. And that's what I realized. I said, there's no way I can save this person. Forget it. It's not happening. Yes. And, you know, I had to look out for my own well-being and my yeah. safety. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially with verbal abuse, you know, that, that can really knock a person down to the ground. It knocks down their self-esteem mm-hmm. and self-worth. And I, I endured that. Mm-hmm. You know, especially for the last 10 years of my marriage. Yeah. So I needed to take care of me. So you filed for divorce, you felt empowered, and you, I 
I don't know how you knew how to do all this, but you really knew how to do the order of protection and to like protect yourself to do things the right way that you don't get physical abuse again. again. What happened afterwards? Did you have an emotional breakdown? Oh my gosh, what did I do? Am I Am I doing the right thing or was just like all the way, like clarity, I'm doing the right thing? Clarity, I, I, it became more clear and I had more clarity that I was doing the right thing. Did you ever meet him again? No, um, the divorce took one year. So I was in a state of transition. So what I was doing during that time, I basically was living like a gypsy mm-hmm. for one year. Mm-hmm. So I would go to friends. I would sleep at friends' houses. Mm-hmm. I would sleep on a sofa. I would sleep in a hotel. The owners of the hotel knew me. So sometimes they would give the room. I would book a hotel suite and they would give it to me for free because I knew I was going. They knew him mm-hmm. and they knew his pattern of behavior. Mm-hmm. And they knew that I was that I needed to be safe. Shelter. Shelter. They knew I needed shelter. And um, the New York State Police knew my whereabouts. Okay. Wow. Yeah, the Dutchess County Sheriff knew my whereabouts. So you were so protected. I wanted to see my family. Yeah. They, they do. Mm-hmm. They knew where I was. Mm. Wow. That's very advanced to know all this stuff because a lot of, I find that a lot of people that are abused, physically abused, part of the reason of staying is because they don't know the process of how to move forward to protect themselves. And they're stuck in this rut just because they, there's such an unknown of how to protect themselves to get out of an abusive relationship. Exactly. Exactly. They don't know. They feel stuck. And you know what? You don't need to feel stuck. There's no reason to feel, I mean, at that time in 2000, you know, it was different, but I realized I didn't need to feel stuck anymore, that there was more for me out there. Was it 2000 or 2008? Okay. 2008. That's when the abuse started happening, Mm -hmm. like more profusely Mm -hmm. every week. Things would be all right for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then it would start up again. Mm-hmm. So in 2010, that's when I realized I just needed to. So the whole t- from, for 10 years, you were uh, holding it together, Correct. trying to make it work, working in therapy. He was working in therapy, medication. Right. Then you just decided to take your life back and, and to move forward. Did you ever miss that person that you married originally? Like, did you have to mourn the loss of the person you thought you loved and cared about? Well, I do admit I did grieve for a, while, for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think it was during the holidays. I remember I was I was at a coffee shop in Rhinebeck that I normally go to. And I just started crying. Mm-hmm. And I remember this lady walked up to me mm-hmm. and she consoled me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I told her what happened mm-hmm. um, with everything. And she said, it's normal for, you know, even in a toxic relationship like that, Mm-hmm. She said, that's normal. Ending a marriage, like I was married for half of my adult life. Right. I look back on it and I wonder, how did I endure that? A lot of self-forgiveness. Exactly. Exactly. How did you, like, why did you tolerate it for so long? I tolerated it for too long. Right. And, yeah. you know, because it was because of myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that confidence. Mm-hmm. But then once I was able to build up my confidence, right? you know, then... I pulled the plug. That's what I did. Sometimes we have to learn that our worth is not what we give. And I'm saying we, I'm talking to myself. A lot of times I feel my worth is what I give and I am enough and I deserve more just for who I am. And that is a hard thing that I struggle with in general in life is self-worth. And I work on it really hard and it's, and it helps us with boundaries and 
when we come to clarity that we are enough and we deserve to be treated like humans with no abuse. And there is a fine balance when we are living with a loved one that is going through a mental health crisis there is a little bit of a empathy that we have to we have to we have to give them and be very patient with them but it has nothing to do with our worth it's because we choose to love them that way because we see also a lot of positive in it, in in the relationship we have hope but when it's based only on our worth right over there is an it's it's a bad relationship exactly Exactly. We can't give only in order to feel worthy. Exactly. We are worthy enough. Angeline, tell tell me what happened. So you broke free, you got divorced, and now you're on a mission in life to empower people. Tell me about this mission. Okay, this mission that I have is to empower women and men that they don't need to feel stuck in, in an abusive relationship. So last year in December, I started a podcast. Hmm. called Let's Break the Silence and Take Your Life Back because my passion is to help people. I love that name. I love, say it again. Let's Break the Silence and Take Your Life Back. Oh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. I just came up with the name. You know, I came up with the name. Because so much, so many people live in silence and in pain. Correct. Mm -hmm. They don't need to live in silence and pain anymore. Right. So my goal is to spread awareness of this issue. And how do you do that? I do that through my podcasting. Mm -hmm. And I also have a coaching personal development. That's what I also do because, you know, my passion is helping people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I transitioned to full-time online um, entrepreneur. It can be done. It can be done. So, you know, I channel my energies through my podcasting, through my coaching. You know, I help women and men unleash their superpower. And how do you do that? Well, I do that through, you know, personal coaching. Is it a specific process? Yes. Yes. It's, it's a specific process. It, there's a process that you have to go through. First, you have to recognize the fact that there are, you know, patterns of behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, you, have, you first have to, you know, do personal development. You have to get your mind rewired. Mm-hmm. because our minds have been so hardwired. How do you do that? Is I do morning meditations and gratitude affirmations in the morning. Mm-hmm. I listen to Bob Proctor. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been listening to uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yeah. The quantum energy. Oh, it phenomenal. changes everything. Even when you feel like there's no hope, just listen to one of his yeah. YouTubes and you just, it's like, it's its literally like being recharged. Exactly. For example, this, you know, for example, one of my, you know, colleagues shared a video from Dr. Joe Dispenza. So I listened to it this morning, mm-hmm. you know, and he says all the time, like people wake up in the morning and they're thinking about what's wrong. You know, it takes practice. It takes yes. practice. Yes. You know, Focus on what's right. Right. It's working. Exactly. Get into the right mindset. Yes. Someone just asked me if I ever took his workshop. Mm. I would love to. Did you ever take his workshop? I haven't taken his workshops yet, but um, I was reading the book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Mm. It's a great book. Yeah. So you so you implement all these strategies with your clients and then they get to awareness and then they um, they find their superpower. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be anything like that was never invented before. It could just be something feel empowered by and to live a life of happiness and joy versus captured under this like a a silent death. Exactly. 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 So 
I always recommend to my clients do gratitude, morning affirmations, mm-hmm. do proclamations. Mm-hmm. So in other words, when you step out of the shower, I am worthy. Mm-hmm. I am this, I am that. Right. Positive, positive. And it gets you in the right mindset. It does. And it also attracts you to the right positive people that you surround yourself with positive people to charge yourself and to make sure that you don't go down to zero or to battery. The rabbit hole. Yes. The rabbit hole. Right. Make sure you're around the right people. And when you're positive, you attract yourself to the right people and the right positive energy and makes a cycle. It's a cycle. Right. Exactly. That's why it's important for people to align themselves with the right mentor mm-hmm. like I have. And it's been totally life-changing. Who are your mentors? My mentors are, that's a good question. Okay. Cause I have different mentors, but one, what really resonates with me, I like um, Darren Little. Mm-hmm. He, um, it's called a millionaire mentorship and it's great. Mm-hmm. He teaches you the quantum. Okay. You know, he goes into a lot of the quantum energy, the high success vibrations and mm-hmm. everything. I like Tony Robbins. Okay. You know, I like um, Bob Proctor. Yeah. So I have, you know, different mentors, you know, that I look up to. Do you and, keep on going to seminars and... Exactly. And all kinds of uh, events to keep learning and implementing. To keep learning and implementing is right. Exactly. Because it's never ending, right? Exactly. It's never ending. What would be the statement? You have, I think you have a statement that you say all the time, right? About empowerment, about a way of living. Yes, I do. You know, when there's a will, there's a way. I always say, if I can do it, if I can, you know, break out of, you know, my situation Mm -hmm. and anything that that's abusive, Mm -hmm. you know, anything that, um, you know, a toxic relationship, if I can do it. And we always have choices. We always have choices, which is a beautiful thing. Yes. We have choices. As long as we're alive and there's a heartbeat, we always have a choice. That's right. We always have a choice to make in life. And it's a great feeling. It's, it's a empowering. Great feeling. We have choices, you know? You have a great tribe. You really have a great tribe of people that love you and adore you and um, follow your energy. How did you develop that tribe of people that just want to be a part of your journey? I developed that through social media, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, through Facebook. You know, like I had, I had very few friends in 2010. Mm-hmm. That's when I started my Facebook account. Mm-hmm. And I was involved in a health and wellness company at the time, which changed my life too. Mm-hmm. But I learned to connect with people who are on a higher level than me. Mm-hmm. So it's that power of social media. So I went from like 100 friends to 5,000 friends wow. on social media. Wow. You know, with some tweaking and everything. So I have 5,000 friends and over 3,000 followers. How many of them are your real friends that you can actually have a conversation with them? And they, if you're having a bad day, you can reach out to them and that you will share your darkest moments or your highest achievements that you won't share on social media freely. Right. I would say about 30 people, mm-hmm. which yeah. is a lot. Yeah, it's a nice it's a nice um, network of people to to lean on and support you, right? It's it's exactly. a really nice it's a nice amount of strength, and I think that that's one of the things that I want people to gain out of this. It doesn't have to be social media, or it could be social media is such a powerful tool that we have nowadays, and we have to also be careful that the re- right people are coming into our life. But we can access online groups that have like minded people like us that are going 
going through the same thing that can support us to feel not alone or to empower us and to give us knowledge and actual step-by-step guide guideline of what like what do you do if you feel stuck like how do you feel unstuck how do you empower yourself how do you know if it's time to leave or not who do we ask what do we learn how do we become strong in ourselves and there and just knowing that you're not in this rut alone can be so helpful to move forward and to have energy to gain our life back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Reclaiming your life back. That's huge. Yeah. Reclaiming your life back and knowing that you deserve it. So when we put ourselves in groups, and again, you have to be very careful who you share what with, but you go with your intuition and you know who's right and wrong. And, And then just think about when you're do, when you're going through something hard and you're living with somebody with mental illness and somebody else can give you hope maybe to stay maybe to heal maybe who it doesn't have to be to actually leave a relationship maybe it's to empower yourself to be in the relationship in a safe way mm-hmm. to to gain to gain clarity but it's about being ourselves and feel that we can we are worthy of being seen and showing up in the relationship like we want to. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I look at Angeline as a symbol of somebody that fought for freedom, literally fought for freedom after she was captured in a relationship that she didn't even know. She wasn't aware for so many years that she was captured in a relation in an unhealthy relationship, right? You could say that. Exactly. And yeah. also what I'm going to be sharing which I didn't share with you um, earlier, I'm going to be writing a blog. Oh, good. So I'm going to be starting a blog post and I'm going to be starting a new Instagram account. Mm-hmm. Let's That'll be tied into my podcast. Yeah, that will help. Ha- we'll get- Anchor FM. So you're going to share your blog so you can give people a space to share their stories exactly. and reach out for direction and understanding and clarity. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. You're you're such an inspiration. If people can see your face, you're always every morning you you just post your blessings. Every morning you have the positive attitude of there's a new day, there's a new blessing. Let's go move, conquer life. We're here to serve. We're here to live. We're here to give. We're here to really implement and not live in, under a shadow. We're we're here to vibrate, right? On a exactly. higher frequency. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Life is short. Yeah. Live it. Live it. Yeah. Angeline, what does hope mean to you? Hope means, well, I've had people tell me, like women, you have given me hope. I've given them, you know, hope is, you know, like it's a positive thing because, you know, some women will feel down on themselves Mm -hmm. and they won't know what's holding them back. Mm -hmm. So it's peeling off those layers. Mm -hmm. And I've had to work on myself too. Yeah. So it's given them inspiration. Nice. I've given women inspiration. Like the lady, I had a nice chat late yesterday, a Zoom call with this really nice lady. You know, she felt empowered this morning. Nice. She was nice. down on herself yesterday, but today, you know, she's she feels much better. Just that one call. Yeah. So it's inspiration. So hope is basically inspiration right. to rise above and to, to try. Exactly. Exactly. Nice. Where can people find you? Okay, people can find me on Facebook, Mm -hmm. Angeline Constantino. And I also have a Facebook page, Let's Break the Silence. Mm. 
and they get that a group or a page no that's a page okay let's break the silence okay yeah and that has uh about 1800 followers wow oh yeah a lot of people wow a lot of followers so i'm going to be having you know i'm going to have some branding done on that page and working on that as well nice yeah how many people you're helping i know i know it's amazing and it's not only about um relationship abuse it could be anything right it could be about sure about anything anything wow okay so let's break the silence page yes and my um my podcast Mm -hmm. which is on anchor fm it's under angeline mitchell but Mm -hmm. the name of the podcast is called let's break the silence and take your life back let's break the silence and take your life back we're gonna have all these things in the show notes you don't have to remember you could just click it yeah we're gonna put in the show notes and you can click and join i want to tell you something about angeline she is one of the most authentic kind giving humans I've ever met. She gives with a full heart. Thank she you. doesn't give in order to get. She gives in order to give. Exactly. Is, it's so unusual to mm-hmm. see. And I got that right away. Right away when I met her, I'm like, wow, this this woman is special. So join her tribe if you want to break the silence on something and take your life back and gain your life back. And just being around her is energetic. (laughs) Like She just gives you that boost of energy and positive outlook on life and and the gratitude. Keep on doing the gratitude, as she says. Practice those affirmations and know you are worth. You are worth everything just because you're living, because you're you. Exactly. Exactly. Angeline, is there anything you want to share before we say goodbye to our amazing audience? Yes. Everyone, Matanas, again, thank you for having me on your show. Thank you. Okay. So we all have choices. What a beautiful thing. Don't feel that you're trapped in a situation like I was in a situation where, you know, where I was married to someone who was mentally ill. Take action. If you're not happy in the relationship, and if it's bringing you down, take action. And it doesn't have to be divorce paper. It could be consulting with someone, speaking to Angeline, getting empowered, going out for coffee with a friend and sharing, going on a Facebook group and sharing, hiring a coach, hiring a therapist. Action means could be the smallest step, even speaking to somebody, a friend. Exactly. Exactly. Get yourself in the right mindset and the right space. Align yourselves, mm-hmm. you know, with the right people. You know, we were talking about, you know, for myself, coaches and mentors. Mm-hmm. Yes. People who will uplift you. Yes. And that's my message. That is yes. my message to everyone. Yeah. Put the right people in place so you can put yourself in the right place. Exactly. Thank you so much, Angeline. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here. Remember, you always have choices. There's always someone to reach out to. And it doesn't matter if you have the finances, you don't have the internet. Is f- If you're listening to this podcast, that means you're connected to internet. I always say, if you're if you're listening, that means there's some access because in order to gain this, you needed to have a source to online. So research, there's so much literature, there's so much hope out there, there's so much to learn, to implement, to grow, courses, mentors, leadership programs that empower us. There's so much out there. So take a step, as Angeline said, take a step forward. You have a choice, implement that choice and take your life back. If you don't feel good where you are, make a change, make the change. Thank you for joining me here. And if you have anything to say on this episode, you can either go to the Hope to Recharge 
Facebook group and share with us there. You can join us there on our conversations on the episodes, or you can send us an email at hope to recharge.com. You go and they can go into the contact us and you can send us an email. There's so many ways to connect with us on our social media and on Facebook, Instagram. We would love to hear from you and all of you that sent recommendations on different ideas of the shows or what to speak about. We highly appreciate your input. We need your input because in mental health, together is better. If you want to join the mastermind, you can still go to hopetorecharge.com forward slash mastermind and sign up and we will get the pre-recordings for the months that you missed and you can join the tribe of the brain exercise to implement a better tomorrow. Have a wonderful day and keep on moving forward. Bye till next time. Thank you for joining us and taking the time to listen. I really appreciate it. Please hit the subscribe button so you can hear further episodes. If you are listening to us on iTunes, please leave feedback and ratings below. Let us know if there's any topic that you would like to hear from us in the future. Bye till next time.